will you all do heaven a favor and stand all over this place and to give the Holy Spirit reverence in this hour and I want to let you know that while you're clapping it's okay to open your mouth amen it's okay to make some kingdom noise amen I can't hear you in this place I said it's okay to open your mouth in this place in fact I like kingdom exercise if you can move out of your place right now and let's do some kingdom exercise while we continue to exalt his holy name come on come on a continuation of clapping and embracing of your neighbor amen while you open your mouth this morning I love it I love it let's destroy some yokes amen break down some walls and some barriers amen amen high five some neighbors song said the Lord is good but you gotta know it for yourself give me back what you took out hallelujah glory somebody shout glory yeah that was a good 15 why don't you shout glory give me some more on the monitors yes sir God is good I heard one of the deacons saying he's worthy to be praised he's worthy to be praised yes sir yes sir man the dance team did an awesome job praise God for his glory how about the praise team on old school Sunday old school Sunday old school gospel Sunday if your neighbor came in late say you missed it you missed it amen I feel pretty good I said I feel pretty good it's yes sir it's, it's not it's not because my physical body is really where it needs to be but something down in me on the inside awaketh me to lift my hands and shout glory in spite of come on I can't let you get me down I can't let my issues get me down I can't let my circumstances get me down I can't let any problem get me down look at your neighbor and say I'm tired of playing yeah we got some players in the house I know uh, glory we've got players in the house you know the Lord has been dealing with me the Lord has been dealing with me and I'm going to tell it today and I'm going to get out your way while I was over there in my worship I was unfortunately thinking about all of the nonsense to go on in church today <laughs> Let me tell you what was ringing in my spirit. Pass along, start over. Y'all don't know what that means, I know. Let me tell you what start over means. Start over means that the whole assembly will begin to come together like never before. 
we're going to go back to the basics to when church started I'm not talking about 2012 I'm talking about for the body of Christ I'm talking about when there were signs and wonders I'm talking about when fire was coming down we've got to go back to the basics of ministry you call it Christianity religion I call it Christianity lifestyle there's a difference I want you to join hands with your neighbor because you're going to start over with me praise God eh? if you're stretched over here come on come closer in fact come on to the middle yeah come on let's all join together I want us to be together in unity praise God praise God you're going you're gonna to pray for your neighbor yeah even in your fleshly self if you don't like them you're going to pray for your neighbor <laughs> and if it's real good some folks that you've had some cause with on the other side of the sanctuary you're going to pray for them and their fire going to move all the way to the other side and we're going to begin to embrace one another how can we come together as a church as an assembly and we have issues with our brethren with our sisters <laughs> somebody say start over amen dear God on this morning whatever issues that may be present that's not of you I ask that you would remove them if it's within my neighbor we speak to it right now and we realize that we don't need proper terminology and words and grammatics to make you smile but we have an understanding that all we have to do is to extend our faith in action and your word says that you will smile in heaven Holy Spirit we want to be pleasing in your sight we don't want to offend you we don't want to remove you from the worship center and yes we have done that this is your place this is your territory it's not about us it's not about programs it's not about all those things that we bring inside your temple but it's all about you and if we lift you up the name of Jesus you said every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess we shall see greater signs and wonders we shall see miracles we shall see movement in the temple we shall see the people set free now as I release this hand that I'm holding on to I pray not just for my neighbor that I'm holding on to but I pray for every single connection that's inside of this place I pray for everything that's been holding my neighbor down in this place I speak be set free in the name of Jesus be set free in the name of Jesus push that hand away and say be set free in the name of Jesus are there any freedom seekers today anybody seeking freedom I said is there anybody seeking freedom no longer bound no longer held down no longer in chains and in shackles but be set free
I'm believing. We speak it every year. This is the year. This is the year. I don't know what you're going through, but this is the year. Somebody yell out, freedom is a mindset. Man, I feel like preaching now. I said, freedom is a mindset. Uh, freedom is a mindset. Turn it there, but I want to read also John 7 and 38. 
it says he that believeth on me as the scripture have said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified can I keep on reading I feel good I want to read Acts 1 and 8 it says but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth oh man can I read on I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it I want to I want to I want to talk real quick just briefly here this morning about the Pentecostal movement I want you to share with your neighbor I want you to tell your neighbor in fact it's time for a personal encounter it's time for a personal encounter you may be seated in the presence of the Lord just want to take a shot at this because we had such a good class yesterday that I was amen come on ministers elders <clears throat> I like when we do things that's edifying don't you know you can assemble in God's house and it not be edifying and you can have a conversation, a genuine discussion, and it not be of nothing. <laughs> but when you're talking about the kingdom, God shall be glorified. I had some thoughts about our ministry, and I want you to listen and take good notes. We don't use pen and paper anymore, so clear your minds of all the junk that has been resting in there. Can y'all hear me okay? I'm trying to keep my voice. And um, I had some thoughts about our ministry, and then I began to think about the body of Christ. And really, today is a, a Bible lesson, a study. And I begin to read the scriptures, and, you know, the scriptures tell the truth in its entirety, and I begin to think about some of the discussion we had yesterday concerning the start of the Christian church. And in the book of Acts, it explains what took place. And Jesus is walking with the disciples and they've had many, many, many things take place. And he says, I got to go so that the comforter may come. The advocate, I've got to go so that he can come and dwell within you. And while he's explaining that, he tells them that in my departure, I want you to wait and be patient and tarry here until the Holy Ghost comes. And thought about it and asked a few people, you know, because we can, we can study to a level where we feel like we got it and we never get it and we begin to operate in something that we don't have and we're trying to do things that the Bible tells us that we should be doing, but we don't really understand the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. And I had a thought this morning. Let me just pivot for a minute because it's very detrimental to the church because there's two things that can take place concerning the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Number one, you can do damage because you don't know the power thereof. And number two, you can understand and know the power and do damage because you use it for your own glory. <clears throat> and so what happens is the people that you're speaking to don't really understand and they follow you. And you're giving them a false gospel. And now you want to start Bible study and have a church and you wasn't led to do the church. You just saw the numbers increase. But if the truth be told, I can feel every seat in this place. In fact, we can have overflowing folks in the parking lot and in the lobby and everybody drinking coffee. But that would be me speaking something so many times I'm talking about now that tickles and moves people in the sense of what we would call motivational speaking. And if I look, if I be right, I look in the gospel, there's nothing about motivational speaking. What's motivating is having the faith that he's given unto us to extend. It's called Christianity. And you thought because you've been told that Christianity is a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It is the Holy Ghost power working through you to be a representative of the kingdom. Back to my thought. When I look in the text and I read about when the church came into play, the, the Christian church, and the body of Christ was started, the conception. I think about all the things that came with the power of the Holy Spirit. There were miracles, there were signs and wonders. There was a hunger. There was a thirst. There was embracing. There was love. There was all these things and it was like, take your church and look in the mirror. Do we look like the church of old? Ain't nothing changed. Same gospel, same God, same Jesus, the Christ, same Holy Spirit. I thought, why don't we look like what we're supposed to look like? Hmm. Why don't we see the evidence? Pentecostal movement is not about a denomination. Somebody was going to write it down and take it to the pastor and say we should be a, a, a Pentecostal church. No, no, no. The, the, the Pentecostal movement was about the movement that started the church from the day of Pentecost. We're so caught up in all of the other things and the structures of the church that we miss what the movement is about. It's not about a denomination. It's not about what you wear. It's not about none of those things. It's about the lifestyle that you live, not just what's coming out of your mouth, but how you live your life. I wonder, have we done damage, harmed the gospel? When people encountered Christ in the text, while they were in the flesh, they were confronted with life and power. What do they encounter today? See, people are afraid to talk about the true gospel, what really took place. How can you have church and be a ministry and do ministry without the very being 
the person that the disciples had to wait for. You see, church and ministry without the Holy Spirit is just a program. I mean, it's a program. And for you to preach, I said it yesterday, to preach the gospel without the power and unction of the Holy Spirit is just you sharing a book report. You can quote all 66. You can quote all these scriptures. You can name them, profess them, proclaim them. But without the Holy Spirit working in your life, all of this is none and void. I don't care how many degrees you have, how many hours you have in education, how many things you got on your wall, how many cloaks you wear, how many prayer calls you gather in your closet. If you don't have the Holy Spirit... It's time to restart this thing. You know, when the fire fell, the Bible says that it fell upon each of them individually like cloven tongues of fire. I don't want to focus on the speaking in tongues. Because the truth be told, many in the church have mastered the speaking in tongues. <laughs> oh. I'm trying to help out some of these new folks. This is the true gospel. I want to talk about the change that takes place. So in essence, I want to talk about the evidence. Where's the testimony of the church? I'm not talking about testimony service. I say, where's the testimony of the church? See, the testimony of the church is the very thing that's going to change and convert the community, the world. The testimony. Elder said the evidence. Has the gospel, the question here, have we buried the gospel beneath a religious routine or ritual, if you will? The life has been suppressed, watch this, by priests and preachers who are lifeless because they have never surrendered to the source of life. They love Jesus. But Jesus said, listen, if you're going to be endowed with power, then I'm going to have to leave you. Don't you know that that's why they cling to Jesus when he walked? Because he was the one with power. Jesus said, greater works you're going to do when I depart, but I have to depart so the power that's going to work within you can come. It's called the Holy Spirit. Pastor, what do you mean about a personal Pentecostal upper room movement? A personal encounter. Because you don't have testimony, you certainly don't have any evidence if you don't have a personal encounter. We can have service every Sunday, every Thursday, every Monday, Tuesday. We can feed the hungry, we can clothe the folks that don't have clothes, we can provide all these things for the sick, and guess what, and never do ministry. Somebody don't like that. You know why? Because, and you all know it, 
I can go out here and feed somebody, but if there's no change, then there's no gospel. I can clothe them, but if there's no change, then there's no gospel. That's a little tough minister. It's quiet in here. Jesus says in John 14, 6, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. This is John 10, 9. He says, I am the gate. I'm the door. I'm the accessible point to give you what you need. This is what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> I'm done. Watch it. Listen. All the stuff, just, just take for a minute. All the things that you've gone through in ministry. I'm not talking about your highest household. I know you bring that stuff in. But all the stuff, it's not just beyond measure. All the stuff that you've gone through, all the headaches, all the pain, all the stress, all those issues, all those noses turned up, all those lips puckered out. I mean, all the eyebrow movement, all of the slander, all of the eye rolling, all the hand snatching. I mean, all those things in ministry. But if everybody had an upper room experience, if everybody had an upper room experience, a personal encounter, then those things will be small and minute. Instead, because we don't operate in the spirit, we put those things above the spirit. And now the complaint about them and our neighbor and so and so operate in the flesh. Now we begin to do the same thing. We don't show up. We don't do anything. We don't sing. We don't praise. We don't pray. I'm talking about in your house because what you do in your house, you do in God's house. And you say you want miracles. Where's the real church? Where's the real saints? We're a great church with an awesome ministry. But I want to see the change. It's like the church that operates and they teach the Bible but they skip over some teachings because they don't believe in the power thereof. It's impossible to live in the kingdom without the Holy Spirit working in your life. It's impossible. The kingdom, the territory, the city coming down, God began to create kingdom life on earth. The spirit has always been present. Life happened in us when he ascended. I want to go here. Let me, let me look here. Personal encounter. I struggle with this because I don't see the evidence. I don't see the evidence. Let me. Not, not just in, in, in the, I mean, right here in the church that I pastor. It's like we come here Sunday after Sunday to do ring around the roses. 
Jesus. He's a child of God. I mean, where's the, where's the fire? Where's the rain? Where's the wind? Where's the lame? Where's the blind that can see? See, this is foreign to some of us because we haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see your faces. <sighs> Scripture says, and it points out to us that See, when you become a Christian and you live this life, the demons in hell should know your name. (laughs) When there is no fire, there is no power. And where there's no power, there's no authority to deal with the darkness. I mean, we can't even identify the phony from the real. We've got people coming before us trying to speak about something that's not in the text and we walk off believing it because we don't know the text. And I don't mean by quoting the scripture to know the text. I mean living in the spirit because if you don't have the spirit and you read it, it becomes a, it's a mystery. To the individual, they go to college that's against Jehovah God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit seeks out to understand what we live so that he can condemn us. But because we don't know the text, because we're not living out the text, understand me, when I say we don't know the text, I mean we don't live out the text. Sing it, we preach it, but we don't. You know, the church today is afraid to fight the enemy. I said the church today is afraid to stand up for what's right. We've got all different groups. We've got Jehovah Witnesses. We've got Muslims. We've got Buddhists. We've got Hindus all walking around doing what they do. Guess what we're doing? We're inside the storefront singing what a mighty God we serve. But when we step outside the doors... We ain't even got sense that we outside talking about some. I'm saying we are afraid of the gospel because we don't see the evidence. When you have a personal encounter, you don't mind sharing the gospel because evidence lives inside of you. Tired of playing church. If I'm going to get a headache, let let it be because I've been warned against the devil. (laughs) If we had it, we wouldn't give up so easily. See, in the text, the Bible says that he told them concerning the seven sons says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Acts 19 and 14, but who are you? Why 
they know Paul. It wasn't because Saul, who was before Paul, was a killer. It was because of the evidence of the change of God working through Saul to become Paul. See, the problem is, is that we've been identified as church folk, but our names haven't been changed. Because that's the evidence is in your name change. And the name change comes with respect. Because the folks that know you, that used to roll with you and used to do the same things you do, begin to respect you because they can see the evidence. The reason why we don't have any respect is because they can't see the evidence. I know it's hard this morning. I want us to, real quick, and I'm done, I'm closing out. That's number one, Deke says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, Romans 1 and 16. Why don't we take a look and a visit back to the beginning of the church? wonder why we can't turn to our neighbor and ask our neighbor for help. You know they're saying you don't look like what you've been through. Why do we look like what we've been through? That's why we don't turn and ask for help. There's no power. Where there's no power, there's no change. How can you have authority to speak to something that shouldn't be present if you hadn't changed? If you haven't changed, guess what? The demons in. We mess with them, they're still on our side. They're not a warrior. Ain't no battle in them. Why are we broke? Spiritually. See, I don't want to focus on the prosperity because we've become prosperity pimps. And we begin to proclaim a false gospel. Have faith. In what? In who? To get what? And we turn the kingdom of God, heaven, into a grocery store for blessings. Now, because we don't know the truth, now we separate ourselves from the church and the assembly. 
because we don't have things. But when you get a relationship, when you get a relationship, whether you're driving a Mercedes Benz, I was going to say Hyundai, but then now they done stepped up. A bicycle. Or you got to walk. You know who you are because those material things don't make you. One bedroom, five bedrooms. Give me a house. Give me a roof. Give me something to cover my head. A church. Walls, seats. Let me in the building. I don't need a seat. I would preach, but it ain't the time. This is real. And this is no, this is no good. We, we, if we're going to walk around here sick, unions broken, destroyed, can't give, can't love, can't operate in what the book says, well, what are we doing it for? And people all the time, man, you're the pastor, so what? You a vessel, I'm a vessel. Let's go. Fill you up. I need to be filled too. Fill me up, Lord. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. I want you to make a decision today. I want you to make an individual decision. See, man, here it is. Before you can make it for your family, you got to make it for yourself. How do you be saved and still condemned? It's called the lack of knowledge. It's in the Old Testament. I want you to make a decision today to be set free. You cannot let go. You cannot let go of those things that keep you suppressed and oppressed by yourself. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to let go and be set free. You cannot do it on your own. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how much you study. I shared something yesterday with the ministers. You can't truly know him by study alone. Why is that, Pastor? Because he has to be revealed. How was he revealed? By a lifestyle. You can live like dirt and know all the scriptures and study, but until he's revealed, he's got to be revealed. And when he's revealed, the evidence will be all over you. It's being revealed because if he's revealed through you, then you'll stop your gossip you'll stop your slander you'll stop your hate you'll stop the support of nothing and who and the individuals that's causing you to do it and because you are part of them all of y'all doing it and ain't none of y'all got no holy ghost 
I think it's old school Sunday that did it to me. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. Listen. Every head bowed, every eye is closed. There's so many of us in here that's bound. about some of y'all this morning I'm not going to call you out I'm going to let you identify that with God some of you all been holding on to some things that won't allow you to move into your next season you know why because God says you cannot take those things into your next season it's impossible and until you let go of those things that has your heart on lockdown you're not going to go into your next season favor is not about materialistic things but favor is being able to wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and glad that he woke you up this morning that's favor those things that has kept me down that's suppressed and buried the true gospel that's within me some of you all here have callings on your life you have duties on your life you've been called and assigned to do things in 2019 that you will not do and will not walk into until you let go of 18 and 17 and 16 and 15 and 14 and 13 and 12 and 11 and 10 and some of y'all 1980 1970 let it go if if I'm talking about you, let's be transparent. If the Holy Spirit within me is talking about you, right where you're standing, I want you to make a decision. If I am talking about you today, I don't care what caliber of ministry you operate on. The bishop the elder, the preacher, the deacon, the lay member, the missionary. It doesn't matter if I'm talking about you because you are an individual, a human being that God created for ministry. And you've got some things that you need to let go. Lift your hands. Come on, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. One, two, I see you. Keep them lifted. Three, four, five, six. I see you. Seven, eight. I see you. God sees you. Nine. God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. Let me tell you. Put your hands down. This is your season. This is your season. You just identified the weight that you're going to release and let go of. This is your season. Tell yourself it's time to start over. If whatever you need to let go as a person, let him or her go. If it's the job that you have and not the work that you've been given to do, let it go. I told that in 18. Some of you are working jobs that's not your work. And the reason I know that is because you don't enjoy what you do. 
but your work is what you enjoy and it's not a job to you you wake up you go to sleep you dream about it you love doing it if you wasn't getting paid you would still do it because it's your work it's your calling it's what lies inside of you you have to become what's been given unto you everybody while your head is bowed and eyes are closed everybody if it's not you then pray for your neighbor just repeat with me I will not be sick mentally spiritually physically I want God to bless in abundance he told me I shall have overflow plentiful rain on me God I ask for the fire I want the Holy Spirit watch this be careful I want the Holy Spirit to work through me say it again I want the Holy Spirit to work through me say it one more time I want the Holy Spirit him the person the being the advocate the comforter the one that he sent for to work through me then begin to clap your hands and open your mouth and thank God